What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, May 8th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? How's it going? I'm having a great day. I'm, everything's going fine. How's it going with you, Wes? Going, it's going pretty well. Uh, congratulations on the Batman comic. This is Thank exciting you. news. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Gary Witta finally got to announce this morning that we uh, wrote a story for uh, the upcoming Joker 80th anniversary, anniversary uh, issue. Uh, super spectacular. That's out. You can find it over at YouTube. Or no, actually, easy. Kindoffunny.com slash Joker, if you don't know what we're talking about. We put up a video announcing and showing the first two pages from our comic. We wrote a DC comic. Very exciting. Very awesome. Obviously, a lifelong uh, dream for me. Blessing. So, yeah. I'm Thank sure you. Like, I'm, that means a lot. I'm sure, I'm sure you get into this in the video, but like, how long has this been in the making? it's not as long as you think we, we, we debated a little bit about it i i'm fairly certain it was the f- first day of uh your employment with kind of funny where it was we were doing really? the stream and he came in to do stuff with us and we went in the back room and he's like hey i got approached by dc comics to write this joker story for the joker 80th anniversary uh and i was getting ready for him to be like I'm doing it. Here's my pitch, yada, yada. Instead, he was like, do you want to do it with me? And I was totally blown away. And so we went wow. and got breakfast. And then it was one of those things where it was late in the game where they had already announced some of the, the other people. So he Gary came in and said that. We grabbed breakfast the next week. And it was like a three-hour long breakfast where we just laid out the entire thing and pitched lines and did all this stuff. Uh, you know, pitched to DC. They said yes. And so, yeah, then this, you know, like, Obviously, of course, there's a million other problems with uh, uh, the world and the pandemic and everything else. This was supposed to come out the week of my birthday. Like I was so like fucking jazzed. And then everything fell apart and comic book shops closed and all that jazz. Still a lot of them closed. So what is important about this? Gary Witta and I are writing a comic book or already wrote actually part of this Joker 100 page anthology. You know, we have a couple we have a bunch of different pages in there with a really cool story. Uh, Monday is the last day that comic book shops can actually order it, though. So if you want it, you need to call or go to your local comic book shop. Let them know. Remember, a lot of comic book stores are doing curbside delivery. Plus, if you go to kindoffunny.com slash Joker, in the description is the DC comic book uh, comic shop tracker that's telling you what is open, when it'll be open, stuff like that, that you can go through and do that. And of course, it is on Comixology if you'd rather do that. Uh, this all comes out June 9th, uh, the Joker Super Spectacular wow. issue one. So yeah, that's, there'll be a lot more about it before then. Yeah, Thank congratulations. You, it's like a dream Thank come you. true situation, I imagine. As Dude, hundred percent. Oh my god! And that's what I, you know, I think I mentioned it on Instagram, right? Of like, you know, as somebody who, uh, if you watch the comic book club, you know how much I gush about Tom Taylor, and like Tom Taylor is one of the announced people who wrote something in there, and it's like insane that it's Scott Snyder's in there. It's Scott Snyder and Tom Taylor and Greg and Gary. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of other creators and a whole bunch of different people in there, but we're super excited. Yeah, June 9th, you can get that. Again, uh, the Joker. I, I keep saying super spectacular. Hold on, let me bring up my Instagram because it's actually got the thing in there. Because you know how it is. It's the you're probably not familiar with it. Uh, for all their big things now, they do these big anthologies. Like, and if you again, Comic Book Club. If you watched it, it was uh, they've done so many great stories for Superman and Batman and stuff. And it's some of my favorite stuff because it's out of continuity. You don't need to know anything. You just need to know who Superman is, or in this case, who the Joker is and Batman is. So it's the Joker 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular uh, issue one. But if you nice. said the Joker so can, anniversary book, everybody would know. I can come into it and read it fine without having any any pre 100 percent yeah. of like Batman stories or anything like that. Yeah, so like what I love about these things is that they're just anthologies, and that's why it was so okay. fun to do it, where they, they get different writers together to come in and be, or different writers and artists to come together and like, cool, you have nine pages. What story would you tell? And you pitch what you would tell, and then if they like it, they green light it, and you get to go do it. 
Wow. Awesome. June 9th is a Tuesday. Uh, We're going to have a a special Greg's Comic Book Club spoiler cast for that, where me and Gary can actually talk about everything we did and how we did. Because we don't want to ruin the story, obviously. Even if you go to my Instagram or kindoffunny.com slash Joker, uh, it's just pages without dialogue. That way, nothing's spoiled. You don't have to worry about having the book ruined for you. But enough about that. Let's talk about does Xbox owe you an apology? Uh, More game shows being canceled. And guess what? Horizon 2 is apparently going to look good because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every week to add a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your squad up requests. I still want to say bad PSN names. It's always going to be there, bless. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like when the doctor hits you on the knee. When's the last time the doctor hit you on the knee? Test your reflex. Oh, that? Is that a kid thing that, or is that an adult thing? I, it must be a kid thing because I don't I, I can't remember the last time a doctor hit me on the knee. Kevin, you like, you almost were you almost were a biologist. Child. When when do you get hit on the knee? Well, I was a biologist. You know what I mean? Studied I don't for, know for several years. Well, you studied it, but you didn't actually go out and practice it, right? Yeah, you but didn't you get your do, biology you do degree. a bunch of like labs and stuff, so technically you're you're are but it doesn't matter. Anyways, I When's the last time you physical, hit somebody on the knee? <laughs> three months ago and they they did it mm. yeah to you or you yeah. did it to somebody else no they did it to me why would i be doing it to someone else kevin, right you now put, if you were to tell me second, so i was like what <laughs> if you were to tell me kevin you were giving your family physicals in the garage i would believe it that's why you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you, yeah so, kevin would, does have you, like kevin you do have the energy of somebody who would hit somebody on the, in the knee <laughs> fair I, i've hit a lot of people in the knees I'm t- <laughs> right underneath has always been my my favorite spot. Try to Shin pop that bone. cap off. Yeah. Uh, your, 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 your squad of requests. Um, uh, of course, if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you take a deep breath there's a lot of stuff happening so first off thank you to everybody who watched the core stream yesterday with us remember core games is the game where you can make uh, your own multiplayer games you make them with uh, assets out of the cloud you share them and people can play them immediately uh of course core games uh, a big supporter kind of funny we were supposed to do a big thing with them at gdc where we revealed their game to the world then a pandemic happened however we've all pivoted we did the stream yesterday it's up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we had a great time playing it. It was me. It was Andy. Kevin was there watching. It was Jordan from uh, Manicore Games. Go watch it just because it's a fun game and it's a cool thing. Go download Core, coregames.com, because it is free to do. But more important, even if you thought all that stuff and the sponsorship, like, yeah, Greg's just saying it. Here's where it gets really interesting and why, again, the Core folks are really, really awesome. They surprised us with this yesterday. The idea right now, ladies and gentlemen, is they're doing a kind of funny game jam. So if you go to kindoffunny.com, slash game jam you will go to the core page and see that they are giving away one thousand dollar amazon gift cards they have different categories of games you can enter in they're giving away gaming uh pc gaming stuff they're giving away t-shirts but even if you're so the idea there sorry is you go to the game jam and you make one of those categories you make a kind of funny game you put it in there it's it basically think of the kfaf uh, kfaf Photoshop's taken to the next level, right? Go make a game about Johnny Ace. Go make a multiplayer game where we chase around the Milk Mommy. Do whatever you want. Now, even if you're saying, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I want to play, play this free game and make stuff, for every game jam entered into this, every game entered in the game jam, they, Manicore Games, are going to donate $100 to our Extra Life team. So wow. 
I'm just saying you can just copy games and change the name to kind of funny and publish them and it counts. You know what I mean? And it's there. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash game jam. You'll see the information there. However, if you're like, I have no talent in creating games, it gets even better. If you go to Manacore's, uh, or I'm sorry, Core Games Twitter, at Core Games, they tweeted out uh, the Let's Play we have up on YouTube right now. If you retweet it or favorite it, they will donate $1 to our Extra Life team. So again, at the wow. bare minimum, I'm asking you to go to twitter.com slash core games, retweet our Let's Play that they put up and uh, help us raise some money for sick kids this year as usual. Next on the hit list, Predator Hunting Grounds. We are doing another stream today, 3 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash games. Uh, obviously, we love playing this game. You should come out for it. It's a sponsored stream, of course. Uh, you should come out, see Nick do it. I think we're getting Joey off the bench for the first time. It's very exciting. Uh, however, also tomorrow, uh, if you remember, we did a match where Al Tribesman, the Predator, showed up, our Patreon producer. Uh, that is going live on YouTube.com slash games as well, if you want to catch that. Then, even more for you. I remember when I was raising money for the American Cancer uh, Society and that raising it in, in the name of Mizzou and the collegiate tournament. It was like a giant March Madness bracket. We've gotten to the finals, ladies and gentlemen. I have carried Mizzou to the finals of the American Cancer Society Gamers versus Cancer Tournament. Uh, it is Mizzou versus UCLA. Of course, this is like Extra Life where you stream, game, uh, stream games and raise money through donations. Tomorrow, I am inviting you to the Millers for Mizzou Borderlands 3 party on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Jen and I are playing Borderlands 3 to try to guarantee a win for Mizzou in this bracket. We'll be giving away games. We'll be doing all that stuff. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. 8 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday night, Borderlands 3, the Millers for Mizzou. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, Blackjack, and the Predator, Al Tribesman. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five, I said... He's broken. <laughs> what happened? This is why you should have gotten a dog. Blessing. We do a little show called P.S. I Love You XOXO. And as that show has been percolating here in its second volume, as we've been getting our you know bearings on what we want it to be, you did this thing where you pivoted X's and O's, which is how we open the show, to where it's basically a question. Then we have a discussion about it, right? Yeah. I flip it on you today and Whoa. ask the question before we get into this. Does Xbox owe you an apology? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was the Xbox uh, Inside Xbox event, right? They're going to show you all this next-gen gameplay. They're going to do all these different stuff. Uh, people were mad afterwards, right? Mad that the Assassin's Creed gameplay trailer wasn't really a gameplay trailer. Apparently, then, I didn't. I missed most of this, but they were mad that a lot of the trailers were more gameplay and stuff. Uh, this has led to an interesting moment where I feel like both Xbox and Yubi, uh, to, to an extent here, are hat in hand apologizing to it. So we're going to start with Woggerman, that's right, making his second appearance in as many weeks on this show. Woggerman over on Twitter, who it turns out is a big kind of funny fan. <laughs> and I didn't really, oh, wow. he, when I when I mentioned it and laughed at his name because Woggerman's a funny name. He tweeted at me about it, told me the whole story, and then started. He's like, "I'm up to my Patreon pledge." I'm like, "Oh my god, all right, you're rad." However, Woggerman keeps getting the scoops. Yesterday, Woggerman, in the face of everybody uh, being angry, screen grabbed what they Xbox initially promised, highlighted some stuff, and put this to it. They Xbox stressed the inside Xbox event would have gameplays, trailers, and sneak peeks. Not just gameplay, like many outlets and YouTubers are saying. It was exactly what it was. Bright Memory Infinite, uh, Second Extinction, The Ascent, Scarlet Nexus, Call of the Sea, and more had gameplay. 
that obviously leads to a bigger discussion. But then Aaron Greenberg, of course, from Xbox, friend of the show, has done kind of funny stuff before. And, of course, kicked it off with his giant Xbox Series X fridge yesterday. He responded to Waggerman and said this. Had we not said anything and just shown May inside X and just shown May inside Xbox show like we did last month. I'm, I'm saying that right. J- had we not said anything and just shown May inside Xbox show like we did last month. So it means where, you know, you just drop it and here yeah. it is. I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly, we set some wrong expectations and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you we will take it all in and learn as a team. And then he did prayer hands emoji in the heart. That's enough right there to have a conversation. But then this also happened. Uh, Ash, over the creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Ash Raf Ismail, uh, put up this tweet. Hello, all. Red heart emoji. You rightfully expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay and get a lot more info about the game. Thank you for your excitement and passion. Be patient with us and be kind. It will be worth it. Slightly smiling emoji face. I like that when I put the emojis in here, they tell me exactly what they're called. So I just don't get, I don't want to miss, I don't want to say it was a smiley emoji when it's only a slightly smiling emoji. Slightly smiling. You know what I mean? That makes makes sense. It's facts. Blessing. I've seen lots of different articles and headlines today talking about how Xbox apologizes for this. You know what I mean? Here's how the, you know, they're the reaction. They're, they're reacting to the reactions. Where do you come down on this? First off, nobody's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Nobody's saying, I'm sorry. We fucked up. We lied to you, right? Like it's being a bit blown out of proportion. But was this a needed response from both of them, both camps, UD and Hex? I don't think it was needed. Like, a a response doesn't hurt, for sure. Like, especially when you come out in Underwhelm. When I look at the Xbox event that happened yesterday, right, like, I think for the most part, it was disappointing because, you know, you look at at the tweets, right? Like, Walkerman here mentions that they said uh, the event would have gameplay trailers and sneak peeks, not just gameplay like many outlets and YouTubers are saying, right? I, I then opened up the Xbox Twitter here. Uh, in a different tab and i'm looking for, i'm looking at some previous tweets they made about the inside xbox that, that happened yesterday right and yeah there's this tweet from may 6th that says and this is before the event right this is the day before the event uh that says tomorrow changes the game or rather the games do the changing watch hashtag inside xbox at 8 a.m pacific time for a first look at next generation gameplay for the xbox series x i'm then scrolling up to another tweet um and this was right before the inside xbox right that is and this is may 7th from from at xbox on twitter that says it's time for your first look at next gen gameplay from our global development partners with the xbox series x boot up the show and take everything in right and like you know they might have said some and i'm I'm not sure exactly where they they gave the full layout it must have been like during their their initial reveal of the inside xbox where they said like gameplay trailers and sneak peeks i can read it for you because wagerman's tweet here from 18 hours ago has the screenshot he's referencing right for the xbox 2020 may update we will focus on giving you a first look at next gen gameplay trailers and sneak peeks from a wide variety of publishing partners and independent developers across the globe and industry including ubisoft's recently announced assassin's creed valhalla and here from the game creators about what they're doing with their games on xbox series x yes and so i think it's a thing of i don't think xbox or ubisoft necessarily lied right like when we talk about assassin's creed gameplay like technically what we saw was in-game footage right like it's not like it's not like it was like a cinematic uh trailer it was footage from in-game which to them probably means gameplay even though i think for us our expectations of what we expect when we what we expect when we hear the words we're going to get gameplay is different, right? We expect like yeah. behind the back, uh, you know, seeing gameplay mechanics. Here's the HUD. We're into a menu. This is going here's on. Here's the yeah. HUD. Yeah, here's the menu. Here's the upgrade systems, all these things. None, none of what they said here in terms of 
their communication leading up to Inside Xbox is factually wrong. Like they didn't wrong anybody. They didn't do anything that was that that was bad per se. But I think what it all comes down to is expectation, right? When you look at the two Xbox tweets that I read from their Twitter leading up to the event, both of them were pointing at next gen gameplay. They didn't say trailers. They didn't say um, first looks. They didn't say anything like that. In in those tweets, they say gameplay. And during their initial uh, re- reveal of Inside Xbox, which which you read, right, that was talking about the, the trailers, gameplay, and sneak peeks, they mentioned uh, including uh, including our partners like Assassin's Creed, right? And yeah. so I think going into it, you expect that caliber of of announcement, right? You expect Assassin you you expect Assassin's Creed, but you expect things on the, on the same level of Assassin's Creed. And there wasn't really anything that was on the same level as Assassin's Creed, right? Like we got an EA game being Madden, but we didn't necessarily get anything that felt as big and as dynamic and as exciting as Assassin's Creed. And so I, it's, it's hard for me to really say that they, that we are owed an apology. I don't think we're owed an apology by any means. Like you're allowed to come out and, and underwhelm. Like there's, yeah. there's no rules against like coming, coming out. <laughs> you're and, not going to sue having, you for false advertising. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and nothing that happened here, I don't think was necessarily false advertising, but mm-hmm. I understand the idea of, Hey, people were not satisfied with what they got yesterday. So let's come out and let's kind of smooth things out and let's kind of be open and communicative. Like that's the thing that Xbox, I think has been doing really well right. over the, over the last, like I was even going to say the last few months, but I think over the last few years, right. Of, sure. of coming out, having Phil Spencer as a, as a personality, ha- having uh, major Nelson as a personality, Aaron Greenberg, uh, a bunch of people from X, from the Xbox side of things uh, coming out and really communicating directly to the audience and being like, Hey, like, yeah, like, you know, we, we we suspected reactions uh, might have been different, but you know the, we're we're taking in feedback so that we can do things better in the future. That's really that's really all all you can ask from it, from them at this point. Because one hundred percent, what's and that's done is thing. done. And I and like you know the question of do they owe you an apology? No, they don't. But I think it's great they said something where because it is it's that constant debate when something like this happens of. How do you address it? And we talk about all the time that there's the vocal minority and that it does sway it, right? Where the negativity is so much more prevalent on the internet than positivity. And so as anyone creating anything, you have to get used to that and you have to try to understand when it is the normal thing or just people are being pissed because people are pissed or it is the thing of maybe we did mess this up a little bit. And so no, Xbox didn't owe you an apology, but it's awesome that Aaron said something. You know what I mean? Again, he didn't apologize because yeah. it's not like he fucking fucked your wife or something. It's that, you know, he came out and said, like, we didn't message this correctly. And this goes back again to your point that you just made that Xbox has been killing it lately of being people. And I think this goes so right back to the core of what Phil Spencer tweeted the other day, right? Of like, or was it Aaron actually who tweeted? I forget. Well, somebody from Xbox tweeted that we've heard you. You want transparency, you want authenticity. That's what you're going to get from us. And that goes both yeah. ways of, we're going to tell you is all the exciting stuff that we can tell you when we can tell you, but it also goes to, Hey, you know what? All right. We've heard you. And it was, you know, pretty, I think I, it, I definitely saw some people who were like, Oh no, this is great. And I did like it, but I saw the majority. It seemed like being like, I think, I think Brian Altano put it best, right. Of like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't underwhelmed and I wasn't over. I was whelmed. Like it was, it was like something that happened, right? Like it wasn't, it didn't knock my socks off kind of thing. And so I yeah. think that, the, that kind of reaction is so prevalent. It isn't a good thing coming out and being like, hey, like, we hear you, all right? Like, we're going to learn from this. Because, again, I made a joke about it, but I was serious, right? Of, like, when – yesterday when we watched the Assassin's Creed trailer and it ended, I said something effective, like, that wasn't game they, – they, they bamboozled us. Like, when this is as bad as when on Up at Noon I said I was going to debut Walking Dead footage and it was two <laughs> seconds in a trailer. I was making a joke, but it was serious of – 
Telltale at the time told us that, hey, Up at Noon is going to have the debut of the Walking Dead game. The, I mean, I'm talking season one, Lee and Clem. You'll get the first trailer and it'll have gameplay footage in it. And we're like, great. And then we got the trailer and it was like, fuck, there's one shot of this that seems like it's actually in control, right? But at that point, we were out of the station. Everything was being promoted that way. What do you do about that? And so it was very the litigious, like, well, you know, technically, ladies and gentlemen, you can see the gameplay. So it checks out that it's, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. luckily, people were just excited about The Walking Dead and didn't care about Up at Noon. So nobody really got mad at us about it. But this is a different thing, right? Where you're talking about like, here's your first major look at next gen. We're talking about how this is going to go crazy. Ah, here you go. Yeah. And, and, and in defense of the, the inside Xbox yesterday, right? Like I, I was over, underwhelmed by it. But, you know, to Walkman's point here in the tweet, right? When we're talking about gameplay, Bright Memory Infinite, Second in- Extinction, uh, The Ascent, Scarlet Nexus, Call of the Sea, and Moorhead gameplay. Yeah. And technically, that's next gen gameplay, yeah. right? Like they delivered on on their promise of next gen gameplay. I think also what it comes down to is that I don't think we're we're in the mode yet where we understand what the hook of next gen is in terms of how it's going to be advertised to it, to us, right? Like we hear the words ray tracing, we hear uh, SSD, and we kind of understand what that is going to mean for for how games are going to change, right? Like we understand that me- that means like uh less loading screens we understand that means like more dynamic uh uh world design right like you don't have to necessarily hide things behind uh like an elevator or like a crevice and things like that right like game the way that games are gonna be made made are gonna be different and you expect like games are gonna look slightly better but i don't think it's gonna be a thing where it's like it's, it's not gonna be a ps2 to ps3 jump right i don't even think it's gonna be a ps3 to ps4 jump like we're what we're gonna get for this generation i think in terms of in terms of visuals is gonna be a lot like a lot less dynamic than we've seen in the past. The nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Also, and you're wrong. He points out that it was Phil Spencer that talked about transparency. But now for his question. Mm-hmm. Hey, blessing, Greg. Yesterday, the biggest point I saw slash heard about the Xbox event was, quote, those games didn't look next gen. The games looked like current gen or 360 games. So what is next gen supposed to look like? This debate caused a lot of anger and frustration online, and especially in the kind of funny Twitch chat yesterday. Parentheses, trust me on this one. (laughs) Should we expect that big jump in graphics quality that we saw from the Xbox to the Xbox 360, or more more detail from the Xbox 360 to the Xbox One? Or will all the changes be behind the surface, like more detail to AI, more expansive worlds, no loading screens? I just think that if people are expecting 4K slash 8K graphics going into the next generation, they will be extremely disappointed as we get more and more trailers, especially while we're viewing them as streams and not to their true native environment. I, think, I, I mean, uh, go for it. No, okay. I think you already started down this path and you're right. And I think we've talked about it here and there on different shows. It's kind of like that, you know, pock, uh, shotgun approach where we're like, it's saying a million different things, but not talking to the specific question. And I think. Yeah, this generation uh, it, we're coming into the the passing of Xbox One to Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 is incremental. I believe that wholeheartedly, yep. at least at launch, especially when we're talking about yes. smart delivery and cross-platform and games that are coming out both ways. And that's not unheard of I, I, by any stretch of the imagination, right? PlayStation 2 ended with God of War 2, not literally, but you know what I mean. And that game looks dramatically different than oni or some other early early ass ps2 game right and so it's the same way here where last of us remastered looks great on the playstation 4 but last of us part 2 is going to fucking kick the shit out of it and it it's you need to talk about years and not just jumps i think when we do start getting the games that are okay this is 
a pure PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X game, you're going to jump in and yes, it's going to be all the bells and whistles and loading screens and yada yada, but then it's going to be things like how the grass moves, how this, this what you're not seeing pop in as far. Like that's what it is, is games already look so good. We take that for granted that you think you're going to get another NES to SNES or SNES to N64. Like that isn't going to happen anytime soon because we are incremental. We are PlayStation four pro and you know, the Xbox, uh, Xbox one X, those were another move towards this. And now we're making another move again, where I don't think it's this giant jump. Yeah. And I think that jump is, I think it's going to be a a very difficult thing, if not an impossible thing to illustrate during this, this uh, launch time of these next consoles, right? Like, it's hard to really display how, par- how how much the next consoles can do for visuals right off the bat, right? Especially like we're, we're when we're at a time where like not everybody has access to hardware that that can like deliver on on ray tracing or um, yeah. like 4K or like none of us really have 8K, right? Like these are things that we're probably gonna see, like you said, like later in the generation. Yeah. But to the nail biologist question here, right? Like nail biologist uh, mentions the changes that are behind the surface, like more detailed AI, more expansive worlds, no loading screens. Those are actually the changes that I think are more exciting than graphics alone, right? Like I'm 100%. I'm, I'm super 100%. super excited for for uh, when games take advantage of of like making the world's bigger or more more open you know because of the hardware this week um, i've been playing in odyssey and borderlands 3 and both of those have obviously uh comp or a vital they have vital um fast travel systems and sitting on those load screens long enough to open your twitter it's like fuck dude i i daydream yeah. about either if i could cross save to stadia and it was quicker or when we get here right and all this stuff is happening uh, and it's going to go, um, you know, knock on wood, lightning fast, and be right there. And you're you're not out of the game while it loads up the next thing you need. Yeah, exactly. Like I I, I can't wait for that uh, th- for those jumps. Like those are the things that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, one more question before we get out of here. BJ Bernardo says, "Hi y'all. Does removing the expectation of seeing gameplay gameplay change your mind about yesterday's Inside Xbox?" Uh, is the biggest lesson for Aaron Greenberg and Microsoft here, quote, don't advertise something you don't, can't deliver, or does a lot need to be fixed before June slash July? Thanks, BJ. I, I think the biggest lesson is just managing expectations, right? Like if they came out with this inside Xbox and it was, instead of except, instead of hyping it up for a week and like Jeff Keighley attaching himself to it with Summer Game Fest and all, and all this hype building up to it as the first look at next-gen gameplay uh, from, Expo- from uh, Xbox, Right, like if they if they came out the day before or two days before, and they're like, "Hey, we're having an inside Xbox," and didn't necessarily like hype it up as this big event, you know, I think it would have been different. I think we would have came out of this being like, "Wow, that's one of the best inside Xboxes that we've had." Sure. Because like, if you take this, if you take this one and compare it to all the other ones that have happened in the past, like this inside Xbox has, has had the most exciting announcements and exciting and exciting Good. showcases. But I mean, yeah, it is because of all that hype that you then are underwhelmed by it. And I, I, I guess it's. I thought it was pretty clear personally, the way they hyped it and talked about it, that you weren't going to get Batman. You weren't going to get um, another Monster Hunter or something. You know what I mean? Like I thought mm-hmm. when they, they made it very clear, I thought of the way they were phrasing it. And again, it's, you know, word salad, mumbo jumbo. You don't want to say our smaller third party partners, right? But the way they were phrasing it, I expected this caliber. I think what sunk them on this was the Assassin's Creed gameplay trailer. And again, whether that's, on Xbox or it's more on Ubisoft who did say gameplay trailer at that, you know, X- inside Xbox on Thursday. Like that's how they ended their debut trailer. So we all thought, Oh, you know, it's the one, two punch kind of deal to get there and not have that and have that be the last thing and have so much expe- and expectations 
even if you came to that show blind from the pretty much the very beginning, they're teasing that they have Assassin's Creed at the end of it. And so it was like, yeah. oh, fuck, yeah, okay, great. Can't, um, this, is what I, this is what I'm waiting for if you're, you don't want to just see and learn new games. I think, honestly, seeing gameplay only mattered to Assassin's Creed. Outside of that, the rest of the games, I don't, some of them stuck with me, some of them didn't. I was talking to Jen today on our walk, and it was that thing of like, all right, which one was Ascent? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they're all like these horror yeah. games that kind of had similar looks, and it was like, Ugh. I of course remember Bloodlines and its weird Donkey Shane trailer. It's like that works, you know, the pretty game of you on the beach or whatever. Okay, I'm with that. Like that happens with any of these showcases we always talk about, right? It's always back to the Adam Boys uh, commentary after one of the PSXs, right? Of like you build these shows knowing that nobody will care about all ten games. You want them to find two or three games they do care about that do stand out to them that do resonate. Yeah, and I think I, I think it comes, and I've, I've been saying this over the last couple of days, right? I think it comes down to again growing pains right like nintendo them doing nintendo direct for for what feels like forever at this point they've found a good place to where they can just say direct mini and you kind of understand what to expect from it right like that them calling their direct a direct mini doesn't then diminish the games that are going to be there because they're still having like good announcements there but you know not to expect like the big heavy hitters at least like you know a a barrage of them right they might have like a one or two big games at at a direct mini but for the most part your expectations are managed here inside xbox like they 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 set themselves up right they set themselves up as like hey yeah we're gonna show gameplay from our third-party partners in indies and all that stuff and to to what you're saying right like you can look into that and kind of understand kind of the 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 level of games they're showing like what what that what that's going to be at the end but i think for the wider audience you just see next gen gameplay and you see assassin's creed attached to it and you're like oh snap here we go next gen's finally starting but i mean and I guess, like, yeah, this is next gen starting, but not in the way that you'd, I think, expect uh, from as somebody who's part of the wider audience. Sure, that's fair. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, we now have Nintendo Online numbers. This is Kevin at GameSpot. Yesterday, uh, bless you, were talking about the, or two days ago, was it the actual Switch sales that have come through? Now we have a better number on what's going on with subscribers. Uh, Nintendo has released its financial earnings for the end of its fiscal year 2020. The previous quarter was a very successful one for the company. Not only did they recently release Animal Crossing New Horizons and move more than 11 million copies in just 11 days, helping the Switch pass uh, surpass 55 million units, but but the Nintendo Switch online service also hit a new milestone. Uh, while Nintendo didn't share any firm numbers, the company revealed in an investor's call that the Nintendo Switch online app now has more than 15 million paid subscribers, up from nearly 10 million subscribers back in April 2019. Nintendo attributed part of its growth to Pokemon Sword and Shield and Animal Crossing, all of which offer online features. As previously mentioned, Animal Crossing New Horizons has been a remarkable success for Nintendo thus far. In the same call, the company confirmed that about 50% of the game sales were digital. Despite launching just 11 days before the end of Nintendo's fiscal year, New Horizons already earned a place among Switch's best-selling first-party titles. Plus, how are you feeling about best-selling Switch games these days? I dude, I'm curious to see where things are gonna net out, like say like a year from now, because Animal yeah. Crossing at this point has a really real possibility of hitting that number one spot, which yeah. is incredible. Um, and I, I I never even thought about it in this way that Animal Crossing uh kind of works as one of Switch's like big online games. When oh, they yeah. first oh, when yeah. they first were rolling out Nintendo Switch online, I think you know, we uh there were the conversations of all right, what do you launch this with? All right, like Nintendo doesn't necessarily have like you know they don't have a Call of Duty. They don't necessarily have a, a a large catalog of games to really sell Nintendo Switch Online. Like you got Smash, you got Mario Kart, but at a certain point, you got Splatoon. But at a certain point, that list kind of stops. 
Animal Crossing coming out and kind of and, and being a big hitter and being a game that brings people together in a bunch of different ways, right? Like last night, uh, uh, AOC was tweeting about going over to people's islands and you saw the interaction with, with, with Gary. Like, did you, know, you see today's thing too? Of like her, like my, my, she's like her communications person is going to reach out. Yeah. Gary Wood is going to get fucking AOC on his goddamn animal talking show. Insane. Um, but him. yeah, Animal Crossing has become this big, uh, this big online game for Nintendo yeah. in a way yeah. that where like whether or not that was system. yeah <laughs> with a broken ass online system, but whether or not like that's uh, by intention or not, right? Because I imagine I imagine when they're when they're launching Animal Crossing online is a big component for them, and they're thinking about that as a core feature of Animal Crossing. But I think even now when you look at Twitter, the way the way that people are kind of coming coming together and you know making that work and and playing the turn up game and all these different things, like you know I I think now the 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 scope of Animal Crossing as an online game for Nintendo has increased. It's insane, dude. So so ridiculous. Like, and I can't. I'm so. I'm. I love that it's doing that. I love that it's brought so many people together. So many. You know, if it's Danny Trejo or AOC or whoever the hell is playing this game and yeah. just enjoying it and having a great time. Uh, over on that Wikipedia list of best selling Switch games, right where we went to a long time ago to launch a Switch, and we're debating where it would end up. Currently, it's at number six according to this. Uh, that puts it above of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, like we predicted easily, uh, and then right on the heels of Pokemon Sword and Shield. According to this Wikipedia one, it's uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is at seventeen point thirty seven million. Animal Crossing is at thirteen point forty one million. And that's like Sword and Shield came out last fall right and mm-hmm. animal crossing mm-hmm. just came out last month like that's those are insane numbers yeah uh, and i don't think it's gonna slow down anytime that, soon yes and it's not and so yeah i'm very curious to see where things kind of net out from there because like it's right at this point it's kind of a race between those two games to see um, where they end up in like the top three yep uh number three on the roper report here you go this is this is every hold on to your asses horizon zero dawn 2 will feature quote industry benchmark graphics uh this is from jake bishop at respawn first it should come as no surprise that a playstation game is aiming to quote uh, to create sorry quote industry benchmark graphics one look at the last of us two trailer and you can see what level of visual fidelity sony has been able to achieve on ps4 one can only wonder what they will do on ps5 when horizon zero dawn 2 comes out Respawn first founder and lead editor, Sikander Mahmood, uh, discovered a job listing on the official Guerrilla website that gives a few minor but interesting details about the sequel to Sony's 2017 hit PS4 exclusive game. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 will feature, quote, stunning environments, lush and stunning vegetation, and industry benchmark graphics. What's interesting is that they are not calling it Horizon Zero Dawn 2, at least not in the job listing. In the listing, the game is only referred to as Horizon. Uh, Last but not least, Horizon is created on an improved version of the Decima engine. Literally no surprises there at all. But no, yeah, I mean, like I the like fact you, that I think that you you call it Horizon to try to beat around the bush that it, it's the Horizon universe and like that could include the old game, it could include new games, it could do anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could take this new story and probably apply it to literally any any Sony first party game, and it would apply, right? Like Last of Us Part Two is aiming to have industry industri- industry benchmark graphics for sure. Like I'm sure yeah. the next God of War is also, but nah, yeah, like Corey won't do it. Is, you know, you don't think he, he can reach? Nah, he can't do it. Corey doesn't have it in him anymore. That's fair. I understand. And Nick that. with Day doesn't have the stuff. <laughs> he yeah, he, he ain't got the stuff. Um, I'm curious. What do you think the next Horizon Zero Dawn game is called? Because do you, do you think it's called Horizon Zero Dawn two, or do they no. go like Horizon blank blank? I think it's I think it's got a new subhead. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's Horizon two. I think it's going to be Horizon colon whatever. And they, I guess they didn't do a, they didn't do a colon on Zero Dawn, did they? It was no, just they Horizon didn't. Zero Dawn. 
I don't think Horizon having the zero in there makes it so weird to say Horizon Zero Dawn too. Yeah, that, that, I'm I'm with you there. Like that, at that point, it's just a mouthful, especially because that's yeah. like four words in the title. But it, it does paint you in a uh, corner, right? Because numbers always n- not always, but n- a game with a number on it usually sells better because it is. Oh, this is a sequel to something. It was already proven once. People already liked the first one. What about Horizon New Dawn? It sounds too much like the old one. You got, I mean, you gotta you gotta. You, it has to be clear at the start. It's a brand new game, right? Mm. Horizon, Horizon, Aloy's two step. You know what I mean? And it's the Aloy's number two, two and that goes to the co-op thing we re- we were talking about earlier with Roman. Oh, and then she's also two-stepping in the game. Exactly. There's a whole dance mini game. The dance mini game to get your health back. Herman, hit me up. That's a free one for you. Uh, number four on the Roper Report. This is an interesting one, Kevin. I need you to pull it up because it's more visual than anything else. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Usually we don't talk about NFL teams uh, on Games Daily. The Detroit Lions announced their schedule in Animal Crossing. Uh, I saw it via Matt Piscatella, of course, one of the industry analysts uh, we all follow here and talk about. He says, well, safe to say Animal Crossing New Horizon is a masso- massive crossover hit, which, of course, we just got done talking about. But yeah. they made a custom Detroit Lions logo. They panned down, and it's Tom Nook coming out to say, we're here to announce the new Detroit Lions <laughs> schedule. And then it's a video presentation in Animal Crossing of the villager running around in the Animal Crossing uh, outfit, in their Animal Crossing uh, Detroit Lions stuff, wailing on like the Green Bay Packers villagers, just like running around sleeping. It's adorable and crazy and such a weird like out of the blue, like, is the Detroit Lions fan base that, like, into Animal Crossing? I hope so. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I think it's just the world that's just this into Animal Crossing. Like, at this yeah. point, it, like, I think for anybody to see, like, gamer or non-gamer to see Animal Crossing on the timeline, it's not, like, a foreign thing anymore. Like, the fact that, yeah, like, Chrissy Teigen, ALC, <laughs> Detroit Lions, yeah. uh, Danny Trejo, like, everybody, like, it, everybody's tweeting about Animal Crossing. It, it, it's gotten to the point where it's just, it's pop culture now. Like, it's, yeah. it's not... Like it's it's kind of surpassed just the gaming space. Which, uh, even which better, is, which I thought wild. too. At, on top of the, they in response to their own Twitter, they then put up the uh, uh, the actual you know codes to go get the sh- the Detroit Lions jersey and hat that were being worn in the game trailer. That's awesome. It's fucking. Rad, That's dude. really awesome. That's well, really cool. I, how, so like the because I see like Tom Nook has like custom um dialogue here. Yeah. Is that video editing or is that something you can do in game? That's video editing. They, you can't do that okay. in game. I think yeah they gotcha. they went through and filmed all this stuff and then gave it to an editor who went in and put in the custom text and did everything else. It's Tom Nook gotcha. saying his normal garbo, not talking about the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, uh, number five. This is what I call the less than shocking roundup. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of stuff here. You're like, oh okay, not you know okay, that's interesting. Uh, first off, COVID sucks. Uh, both Tokyo Game Show 2020 and Paris Games Week have been canceled. Uh, of course, uh, Paris Games Week was going to be in October. Uh, Tokyo Game Show was going to be in September. Both of those have now been officially, officially canceled, which then has you immediately turn your eyes. If if we're canceling Paris Games Week in October and in Tokyo Game Show in the 25s or whatever it was, 23s of September, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you waiting for, Pax? <laughs> what, 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 yeah. what are you waiting for, RTX? What, is- what, are you, what, are, what are you doing? Why are you even acting like this is going to happen? Yeah, yeah. At, at this point, it must be like a like um, facility thing of like totally. the the convention center. Like they, for them to kind of get to get money back, I imagine the convention center would have to cancel, or the city would have to cancel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. To get out of their insurances and whatever. Yeah, um, I got more details for you from that. Like, this is not. We talked about Aaron Greenberg and Ash's response, right? This is more like just okay. That makes sense stuff from yesterday's Xbox game stuff. Uh, first, it was confirmed that that boot up screen we saw at the front is the way the Xbox Series One X boots up. 
new sound, new logo, all that. not new logo, but new transition into the Xbox logo. Uh, when it popped yesterday, we were all like, I think that is what it is. And then it was confirmed on Twitter after the fact. Yep. Uh, Destiny 2, uh, Bungie has tweeted that they will, in fact, be on next gen. That we will. It just says Destiny 2 will be on next gen platforms, exclamation. More details to come. So no conversation about if that's going to be smart delivery. Is that something else or whatever? Nobody knows. But Destiny 2 will be there, everybody. So get hype. And then here's where it gets interesting in the conversation. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. About uh, this, Bloodlines put out a, a press release that went in my inbox today, right? And it's not going to get to the third. When we get to the third graph, that's when I scratch my head a little bit. Here we go, though. Uh, Paradox Interactive and Hard Suit Labs have revealed that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 will be heading to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. The reveal came with a new Bloodlines 2 trailer showing the Kindred's macabre. Da- macabre mac- is it macabre or macabre? macabre. You're asking the wrong person. Because I said macabre once, and the chat was like, what the That's fuck? That's really wrong. Macabre? What is it, Kevin? Macabre? Is yelling at me in French. It's the macabre. R-E is, is silent? Yeah. Macabre. Okay. Uh, dance between the living and the dead. Bloods, Bloodlines 2 on Xbox Series X will feature smart delivery. Players who purchase the game on Xbox One will receive a copy of the game optimized for C- Xbox Series X at a no additional cost. In addition, cross-generation character and progress saves between the two console versions will be available. In addition, cross-generation character and progress saves between the two console versions will be available. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting right there, Blessing. Because we had, had said this before, right? Everybody wanted to... Well, I'm not even going to get into smart delivery. I We're mean, not th- argue this, smart delivery. this falls in line with what I've been saying. No, it doesn't. It goes the opposite way. Because they're Greg, making no, a point is- to say that as if it's not a feature Greg, all the time. Greg, I don't want to make a big deal, but this proves you right and all those dumb dumbs wrong. That's all I'm saying. What all proved I'm saying- me more right was the podcast that I got pointed to after with Major Nelson. Where he's literally like, oh, well, it downloads what you need and what you don't need, right? Exactly what Greg Miller said. Well, I digress. Greg, we'll see what smart delivery well, no, is when it comes what, out of everybody. They, what they just said in the bullet point, is, though, is different from that, though. Because he's in the bullet point, they say, Bloodlines 2 on Xbox Series X will feature smart delivery. Players who purchase the game for Xbox One will receive a copy of the game optimized for Xbox Series X. We'll that makes it sound like it's a new... like it's- here, This isn't even what I thought was interesting. Here's the third graph, for real, for real. Here's, here's the third graph. Yeah. We'll okay. share additional details about what Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 support means for Bloodlines 2 at a later date. I find that interesting right after them talking about smart delivery, talking about the cross-save stuff mm-hmm. to be, we'll share additional details about what Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 support means for Bloodlines 2 at a later date. Now, that is general enough that it could just be what bells and whistles these next, next-gen versions have. But it is interesting right after that to be like, are you giving us a glimpse that PlayStation 5 will have something like this in terms of smart delivery? Oh, I see what you're talking about. That's how I read yeah, into it initially. I think that makes sense. Like at, at this point, I'm just assuming that PS5 has their own version of smart delivery. Okay, better. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, then I had some. I had a Scarlet Nexus uh, press release. This is again. I think it's just more confirming all the different platforms. But leading video game publisher and developer Bandai Namco Entertainment America today announced Scarlet Nexus, a new RPG franchise developed by Bandai Namco Studios and led by former members of Bandai Namco Entertainment's acclaimed Tales of series. Announced for the Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation Five, or Four console, which is I've never. I, I don't know I've why they would write it, like it that. written that way. If, so if, yeah, that's I'll a read weird way of writing it. Announced for the Xbox Series X, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, and then in parentheses, or 4, oh, four. console, and P- PC via Steam. Take on the role of this guy armed with ta- uh, talent of psychokinesis and explore Yiko the future city. city of New Haimuka. And uncover the mysteries of the brain punk future caught between technology and physical abilities. 
I'm really excited for this game. I, I don't know, know anything about out. it aside from what we just read, but I'm very excited for it. You liked the trailer a lot yesterday. Uh, yeah. And then the Ascent had this one too. Again, just confirming that it's on Xbox One and PC, which I wasn't sure if that came out because obviously we were so focused on Xbox yesterday. But it's Xbox Series X, it is Xbox One, and it is PC. Blessing. Great. I'm excited for you to get your hands on Scarlet Nexus and really find out if you like it better on the PlayStation 5 or 4 console. But that's so <laughs> far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Emma, Lost in Memories on PlayStation 4, uh, Fury Unleashed on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, Supermatch on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, Sin Slayers Enhanced Edition on Xbox One, Mecha Wars Desert Ashes on Xbox One, Megabyte Punch on Switch, Dark Burial on Switch, Stone on Switch, Megabyte Punch again on Switch, uh, Feathery Ears on Switch, No Weight Hero on PC, Enemy on Board, PC and Mac, Bone Appetite, PC, that's Bone B-O-N-E. Like, you know, like a skeleton. Oh, uh, Jumping Joel Friends Edition on PC and Mac. They've opened signups today for the public beta for Fall Guys. I loved Fall Guys at E3. Definitely check that out. And then Apple Arcade is launching the survival digital board game, The Other Side. Now for new dates, it's a slash new date slash deal of the day. Uh, the Mullet Slayer is coming exclusively to Twitch Prime uh, for Doom Eternal. This is going to drop on May 21st. Did you see this, Bless? No, I did not see this. It's the Doom Slayer with a beer gut and a t-shirt that's all expansive around the beer gut. And then he's got a mullet. And you can get that if you are a Twitch Prime oh. member on May 21st. And speaking of which, if you I have agree. Amazon Prime, you are a Twitch Prime member. Uh, not only do you get free goodies from Twitch Prime like this, you get a free 30-day subscription to give away to your favorite Twitch channel. We'd love it if it was us. Remember, they don't remind you to give it away. They just want you, they want you to forget and not use it. It would be awesome if you set a reminder in your calendar and gave us your Twitch prime subscription again maybe you're a podcast listener right now it's super simple you're driving your car right now when you get home go hey wait i remember amazon prime you go in you make sure you're logged in you search twitch prime you link your twitch account you go to kind of funny games you give us the thing bada bing bada boom you're good blessing greg it's time for reader mail uh you can write in of course to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads greg way this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by manscaped flowers are blooming the grass is growing and it's time to mow your lawn thanks to our sponsor manscaped you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently i'm talking about ball trimmers uh, I hadn't read this ad yet, I don't think, this week. Maybe I had, I guess, but I, that, is some, that is some quality copy right there. Uh, we don't need it, though. Of course, everybody here is using Manscaped. Uh, it's got that advanced skin-safe technology, but more importantly, what it is is just a trimmer for your balls. And it's got a thing so you don't nick your balls, you don't catch your balls. It keeps your balls safe. How do I know? Ladies and gentlemen, I have nicked my balls before with different razors, and it is oh, a pain. No. It is a pain in the ball. You know what I mean? That oh, is a, no. a pain I don't wish on anybody. And literally, since we got the Manscaped deal, and I've been using it, and I've been using it for months now because Manscaped has been awesome and kind of funny. You should be awesome to them. Uh, haven't nicked them once. Don't even have to think about it anymore. Because before you had to focus, and that's how you get into trouble. Your mind would start drifting. Porty would start doing something. You go to yell at him. You know what you mean? You nicked yourself. It's terrible. Don't do it. Uh, Manscaped is the only men's dedicated 
oh, men's brand dedicated to below the belt grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. Uh, the Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 uh, waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Uh, this third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also get the Manscaped crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside and it's crucial. Your balls don't stick to your leg. That's what this stops. Blessing. It's got to be hot in that room and you're wearing a coat for some reason. Uh, it's actually not that hot in here. It's hot here. No, no, don't believe him. He runs super, super cold. He's always. Oh. I didn't run super, super cold. Sometimes yeah, it's like eighty cold. degrees. I'm sweating hard right now. I have uh, all subscribe the to the perfect oh, package. Sweating and hard? A new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer. Deliver your door every three months, making sure your trimmer is always hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts: the Shed Travel Bag of thirty-nine value, a thirty-nine dollar value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Uh, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Games twenty at Manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and. Use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code GAMES20. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Blessing. Greg. Alex Brown writes in to patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, Hey, Blessing and Greg. With many finding yesterday's inside Xbox underwhelming, do you think Sony will come out swinging and do a full reveal of the PlayStation 5 alongside possible first-party announcements such as Horizon and Spider-Man 2? And obviously, clearly, the most anticipated of all, Knack 3. Or do you think Sony will show sometime soon once they are ready? Bless. Xbox has been vocal, right, in terms of Xbox 2020. There's going to be an event now every month. There's third parties. We know for a fact in July, it's going to be first party games. You assume June is going to be here. The actual details about the console and how much it costs and yada, yada, yada. Do you think PlayStation will look at what happened yesterday or look at this thing or even what they were planning beforehand? Is PlayStation going to do something similar or are they going to do something more traditional and do the here is the PlayStation 5 event? I think it depends on what you mean by traditional because I imagine that I mean, given the state of the world we're in, right, they're going to go digital, um, which, like, that alone is going to be kind of non-traditional for what we've gotten from console releases in the past. But, yes, I think in terms of their cadence of their announcements, I think you will. I think it will be more of a traditional type thing where it is, like, more, every, everything's more contained into one, one stream, at least starting off, right? I think the big coming out party for PlayStation, for PlayStation games, is going to happen all in one event, right? And yeah. so, like, in one stream, say, end of May, early June, I imagine you'll get a stream that will be here's the box here are the features here are the first party games here are the third party games and all those will be packaged together in a way where it's meant to kind of get you hyped and get you excited for what's coming for playstation and then from there i imagine that there'll be yeah those periodical um like periodic streams where they they show up and they're like hey like maybe like every couple months or maybe like maybe it is every month afterwards i don't know but you know periodically they come out and they're like hey like just as, as a reminder like ps5 is coming up you know here's a few more games that we have coming up for it maybe it is a state of play or something like that but yeah i imagine for this for their first blowout of the ps5 at least for their first showcase it'll be more traditional i think it's i think playstation is going to stick to the traditional route i think they're going to do one event to rule them all and then after that i think it is blog posts i don't think we'll have another 
I don't think you have a state of play after the after this thing. I think they come big. They do one giant big thing where it is the traditional. But I, I mean, well, this is why it's a prediction, I guess. And I guess I think they do one big thing and they stick to it that way. And I think that if they're already on that track, they look at th- yesterday, Thursday, and Xbox is responsive. Oh man, good thing we're doing that, right? Like, I think if you have. If you like yesterday was very much the vegetable meal, right? Like people want the meat, they want the steak or whatever. And so if you put it all on one plate and give it to people, they're excited about it. Whereas if you give them just one or the other, well, if you give them one thing that is, you know, smaller games, smaller developers, not fully fledged looks at the game, that's when there's a more of a chance for a blowback. If PlayStation does one event and it is 20 titles to, and, and it is the PlayStation 5 price and date and what it looks like and all this jazz, like mm-hmm. then we're back to what we we're talking about from the out of boys method, right? Of like, here are the three things I'm excited about coming out of this. Do you, do you think that's the right move given that we know that Xbox is going to be going monthly from here, right? If PlayStation comes out and they show up in June with a big event and then don't show up again, like to the, like to the same metaphor, like the vegetable meal thing, right? Like yeah. if Xbox gives us that main course and then follows it up with dessert monthly, and PlayStation doesn't show up with that. Do you think letting Xbox kind of own that conversation leading up to the new consoles could be a mistake? No. I mean, I think you look at it right now. Like, I don't think they did themselves favors yesterday, right? Like, I don't think people walked away and like, oh, fuck, that's why I got to buy an Xbox uh, Series X, right? And I think that if PlayStation come out and show their exclusives and do the thing, then through the rest of the summer, which, again, going off uh, Jeff Keighley's, you know, uh, Summer Games Fest or whatever, like, is going to be, it looks marked by WB doing their own thing, Capcom doing something, you know, Nintendo eventually, like, if it, or the, the Nintendo, forget that I said that, that doesn't make sense for me <laughs> to go with that point. But if it is the third parties are showing their own things and doing their own things, and even if Xbox, I mean, outside of Xbox doing, here's what the console looks like and here's what our first party lineup looks like, anything else they show you assume is coming to PlayStation as well, right? Like, you know, that we made it, or it was a joke, I know, uh, when it initially happened, but it, it was, um, it was push square or it was, was it dual shot yeah it was push square it was, it was push like square. playstation uh you know uh third party playstation yeah. games about to be revealed at the xbox event like it was yeah. people were joking about the, uh, making fun of them a bit on twitter about it but it's like that's a real statement like that's and I look at the things this morning where i'm reading playstation 4 or 5 console like if you're seeing the games and you're they're out there like what is xbox going to be able to do month to month that is i think because xbox and even playstation but xbox and if they're going to do something monthly and be hey you know we're being authentic and we're being transparent then you figure hopefully next month is here's what the box is here's what the price is here's how this goes uh july's is here are the games and then what august would be here's how xcloud works here's the nitty-gritty like let's actually for an hour we're going to play around with the xbox series x and show you all the options and menus and things it can do that you couldn't do before and why it's rad like that's all great and good and it would and definitely would make you understand why the Xbox Series X is great, but I don't think it would diminish your excitement for the PlayStation 5 if they came out and had the Rockstar, we just crushed it performance. I can see that. That makes sense. You know what else makes sense? Squatting up. What is that? Squatting up. This is where one of you oh. writes in <laughs> to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. <laughs> Give me your name, your username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read to hear the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Alec Bobco needs help on Stadia. His Stadia name is Al Bob, A-L-B-O-B-875. Al Bob 875 says, decided to give Stadia a try because why not? The free two months also helps. Uh, sure, not sure how many, not sure how many I'll not sure how much I'll actually use it, but add me anyway. If you're kicking around Stadia, why not add Al Bob 875? Blessing. 
We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. We crushed it. Nothing in here we need to worry about. A lot of editorializing. People want to argue about Garbo. That's not what this is for. Did we get a date wrong, a fact wrong? No. How many of them were about smart delivery? There was a couple here at the end where uh, I had to delete. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not going to put up with this shit no more. Uh, It's Friday, of course. We hope you have a great weekend playing games. Let's run you through. We'll be hosting next week. Uh, It's a normal week on paper, and we'll see how that sticks, I guess. Actually, it's not normal because I'm doing other stuff, and I got moved around. However, I digress. Uh, Monday, Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, Blessing and Imran. Wednesday, Greg and Gary. Uh, Thursday, uh, Blessing and Tim. And then Friday, Greg and Blessing. Uh, I have heard your calls. Somebody in the comments pointed this out the other day that Tim and I haven't hosted in forever together. We are trying to get that on the books. But we do so much work during the day that it's hard to figure out what day we could do the show together and not ruin the entire company. But we'll get there, everybody. Trust us. Uh, we have a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course that's where you can go to support the show get your questions read get your place in the old uh, squad up get the show ad free get it with the post show we're about to do however if you have no books tossed our way remember kind of funny games daily happens each and every weekday on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe again you are not getting away from us even if you're not following us to patreon.com remember uh there's more kind of funny content here on twitch today i'm going over to do uh the what's good charity stream for destiny and help out uh, bungie raise some money uh after that there's a predator stream twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at 3 p.m pacific and then tomorrow you can come to the miller's borderland 3 party twitch.tv slash kind of funny games 8 p.m help me raise money if you want to just go donate right now and help me out that'd be great kind of funny.com slash mizzou m-i-z-z-o-u embarrassing how many people who call themselves kind of funny best friends didn't know how to spell mizzou made me very angry because i wear the shirt all the time blessing and i yell m-i-z you know what i mean do you, do you think they could spell illini no, kind of funny no. fans i, don't, I think I a lot of people couldn't even spell illinois you know what i mean <laughs> i mean fair. a lot of people don't know how to pronounce illinois right? yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we have a post show to do but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>